Welcome to Good Guy Grants Podcast. It's mad decent. This is the Good Guy Grant Podcast. I'm your host, Grant. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little Bubba Wallace. We're going to talk a little Major League Baseball. And we're going to talk some more sports. The first thing I wanted to bring up, of course, with the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests going on. Again, I do support that. I hope change does happen, uh, not only in the United States, but across the world. I hope racism finally comes to an end. We are in 2020. It should have ended a long time ago, but there are cruel people in the world that honestly don't think equality should happen, even though it should. Um, it should equality should happen no matter what race you are, what religion you are, what sex you are, in terms of you know, women should have just as equal rights as men, no matter where they are in the world. Uh, if the woman is more qualified for a job or anything else, they should get it. Uh, same goes for, you know, whether a black person, a white person go for the same job. If a black person is more qualified, they should get it as well. Uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about on today's show is the Bubba Wallace situation. Now, for people that don't know, Bubba Wallace is a NASCAR driver. Uh, he's the only black NASCAR driver uh, as of right now. Uh, he, over the last couple weeks, they discovered a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's garage over at one of the tracks for NASCAR. NASCAR did an investigation, said there was no foul play, that this noose that they found has been in the garage since October, and no charges or anything have been filed at this time. But Wallace, basically, even after his crew found the noose, came out and raced, basically said, no matter what you do to me, you'll never take this smile away, and smiled right at the NASCAR fans and around the world. He also finished 14th place at the latest NASCAR race, which was the highest he's ever pulled and finished in NASCAR, which was interesting. So what I thought about the story when I was reading, one of the things that really caught my mind when I was heard about it and, you know, figuring out the facts is NASCAR did an investigation, found this noose was from October's race. Now, why didn't NASCAR when they found out that this noose has been there since October, investigate even further to see which NASCAR team or which race happened back in October and get to the bottom of the investigation. They basically stopped the investigation once they found out the noose had been hanging in this garage and it basically, it's used to pull garages up and down uh, and it's the last was used in October. Why didn't NASCAR look into who had that garage in October why was a noose tied in the first place? And who was the team that had that garage in October? Now, NASCAR, for some reason, doesn't want to look into that, hasn't. Basically, investigation's over. The FBI has left. Uh, they're no longer looking into the Bubba Wallace story, basically going forward with it. But that's that would be one of the first questions I would ask NASCAR. Why didn't you see or tell which team had that garage in October. If anybody knows about pulling a garage up and down manually, you know, you can either tie it with a rope, uh, use a you know basic rope, you basically tie it to the garage, pull the garage door up. 
people do that because sometimes the garages are too high for any one person to be able to push them all the way up. Uh, but when you're talking about a noose, if anybody knows anybody that's tied a noose, a noose is not a regular knot that anybody uses for a garage to pull it up. Nooses were used back in the day to actually be able to hang people from uh, mostly slaves back in the day. You don't hear about a lot about nooses used right now because they were used so far long ago. It was a heinous act of racism, basically hanging black people uh, years and years, decades and decades ago uh, when racism and slavery was a big thing uh, back in the day. Nowadays, you don't see people getting hanged. Um, at least in the United States, you don't see nooses hardly anywhere. But the fact that the only black driver in NASCAR, Bubba Wallace, in his garage, there was a noose. And the, the investigation said they found over 10 other ropes uh, when they did the full investigation all over the over 100 garages in the area. Um, but the fact is, NASCAR did a bad job in terms of not saying who had that garage come October and did do a further investigation. Why didn't they do a further investigation? Because I think NASCAR just wants to hurry up with this and basically get it over with and kind of move forward with racing. Um, for people that don't know, NASCAR had some idiot fly a Confederate flag that over the NASCAR track before the race started that basically said disband NASCAR. Uh, for people who also don't know, NASCAR basically has gotten rid of the Confederate flag, and it's not acceptable at NASCAR races anymore. Uh, the only state to still have the Confederate flag on it is the state of Mississippi. Who? That's another story um, that we can get into another time, but the state of Mississippi still has the Confederate flag on it. Uh, but NASCAR came out a few weeks ago and said, we do not want the Confederate flag at our races. We don't want anything to do with it. Now, this last race uh, for NASCAR, for people who don't know, outside of the track, there was a group of people basically in bikes and trucks and everything holding a Confederate flag as people drove by, basically saying that NASCAR is wrong to get rid of the Confederate flag. For the people that support the Confederate flag, it's not what you think it is. Confederate flag is what people were using back in the day in the United States as a basically a slavery flag. It, it can, it basically accepted slavery when the Confederate flag was flying. Um, the fact that the Confederate flag is even still around is an absolute joke. Um, I know for a fact, I'm going to North Carolina next week, uh, which has some Confederate flag people still flying it because they say it represents the South. Uh, I don't believe that whatsoever. Um, if I were to go to South Carolina, there'd be even more Confederate flags. But the fact that Bubba Wallace, the only black driver in NASCAR, had a Confederate flag in, or sorry, had a noose, excuse me, in his garage as the only black driver in NASCAR. I don't believe that that noose has been sitting there since October. You have one black driver in NASCAR, it's Bubba Wallace. And somebody honestly took the time and basically knew Bubba Wallace was going to get that garage ahead of time and basically tied the noose ahead before Bubba Wallace's team even arrived and basically wanted Bubba Wallace's team to see it, freak out, 
hopefully distract him from the race. Uh, hopefully basically send a message that his black lives matter movement, which I support hundred percent, the black lives matter movement should not be going on. It's wrong. But Wallace finished 14th in that NASCAR race, which was the highest he's ever finished. Bubba Wallace is for people who don't know has never won a NASCAR race before. Uh, hopefully in the future he can. But the fact that NASCAR did not look further into this in terms of seeing who had that garage back in October, uh, basically kind of shut the investigation down after what the FBI found. Uh, that, that's bad on NASCAR. And people are crediting NASCAR for doing the F, bringing the FBI in and doing a thorough investigation. I don't support that at all. I think what NASCAR did is basically a half-ass effort in looking into this. When a noose is being hung and the only black driver in NASCAR, that's a problem. Somebody was trying to send a message to Bubba Wallace. And for NASCAR not to step in and do an even better investigation, I think that's wrong. And I think NASCAR has a lot of problems that they need to fix. Uh, for anybody that's never been to a NASCAR race, most of the races in NASCAR are predominantly white in the stands. Uh, they don't get a lot of black viewers or any other viewers besides white. Uh, NASCAR needs to do a better job of preaching equality, uh, not only in the stands, but also on the racetrack. Uh, that'll lead to even more money coming in. That'll lead to you know equality as in a whole, and just overall better racing. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit uh, for the Major League Baseball. Now, Major League Baseball... And the players and the owners did come to an agreement. They're going to have a 60-game season starting at the end of July. Uh, what they're going to do is have the Toronto Blue Jays, unless the Canada as a country allows people to go in and out of the country, which they're not right now, the Toronto Blue Jays will be playing in Florida um, unless Canada changes its border restriction. Uh, and then the rest of the uh, league... Any teams that are close in proximity, for instance, the Reds and the Indians will play more uh, this year with it being 60 games. The Cubs and White Sox, of course. Um, you have, uh, I believe the first game coming out is going to be the Giants and Dodgers, uh, which were both based in California. But with the 60-game season starting, I'm glad baseball is going to be back. It's going to start at the end of July. Uh, they're going to do testing ahead of time, to which the Philadelphia Phillies have already had positive tests. Uh, and then they're going to do two weeks of quarantine. They should be okay after that, hopefully. Uh, I think a lot more positive tests are going to come out as each team reports, and we get to see exactly how many players have tested positive, uh, and then they're going to quarantine them, of course. Uh, but they're still going to travel, which is kind of interesting. So baseball, if you're on the road, you're still going to travel. You're not playing any neutral sites. Um, so if the Reds and Indians play, they'll go up to – uh, Cleveland or going to Cincinnati for a game. Uh, they're not going to have fans to start. I know there's a possibility uh, with the some of the states opening a little bit uh, more up in terms of allowing fans in. There's a chance for fans to go to the stadium possibly towards the end of the season. Um, but we'll have to see on that. But the thing with Major League Baseball that I thought was interesting. So about three weeks ago, Major League Baseball got offered, the players did at least, uh, from the owners, an extra $25 million in playoff revenue money. And basically said, you know, we want 60 games. You know, here's extra money uh, for playoffs to put towards players' salaries. 
And at the time, Major League Baseball players said, no, we're not voting for this. We don't accept it. Uh, after that, Commissioner of Baseball, Rob Manfred, who is probably one of the worst commissioners in Major League Sports, uh, basically came in and implemented and said, all right, we had this agreement in March for 60 games. You know, This is how it's going to go. And players said, okay, fine, we're good. Let's go. Let's get it started. Owners were like, okay, let's get started. So this agreement that baseball came to an agreement to have a season was actually first started in March, basically voted down by the players. Uh, the owners submitted a couple proposals, so did the players in the meantime from March to now June that have all been rejected. Then the commissioner of baseball stepped in and said, here's going to be the deal. Let's get it going. And the players accepted it. So the Major League Baseball players lost $25 million in playoff revenue by declining a previous deal and accepting this one. And I saw Trevor Bauer, who's a starting pitcher for the Reds, came out and basically said, what the hell are we doing? We turned down a better deal and accepted this one. And it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to me when you look at it. Players lost out on $25 million and playoff salary money for revenue, which would have went towards, of course, the players. Now the owners get to keep that money. Those good old-fashioned multimillionaire, billionaire owners get to keep uh, even more money, uh, which some of the owners didn't even want a season. Some of them did. Uh, it's pretty cut and dry which owners wanted to have a season and which ones didn't. Uh, the smaller market owners, like the owners of the Miami Marlins, Tampa Bay Rays, Milwaukee Brewers, you know the Reds, the Indians, that are not in bigger markets, they wanted to have a season because their owners don't have as deep pockets as the owners that own the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, the Red Sox, those bigger markets that not only bring in more money in merchandise sales, TV money, but they have just a, an owner who's willing to spend more. The Miami Marlins, for people who don't know, have the smallest payroll in baseball and have over the last couple of years. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, that are also in Florida with the Miami Marlins, also have a very small, uh, in terms of total salary for a team, uh, their owner doesn't invest a lot of money in the team. Basically, what the Tampa Bay Rays do is draft really well and then want a player uh, request basically a new contract unless it's really small amount of contract. The Rays will turn down and tell a player, you know, we're not going to give you a new contract and then trade them for a couple young prospects who turn out to be really good. And then they just keep doing that over and over again. So it's not like the owner's pumping in money. He doesn't want to. He's basically saying, hey, Tampa Bay Rays manager, you're going to have a young team or you're going to have veterans that people didn't want for cheap salary. Go and win as many games as you can, and that's it. And a lot of small markets do that. You know, the Milwaukee Brewers are another team that doesn't make a ton of money uh, because of their uh, they don't get a lot of money from TV revenue in terms of than the usual bigger markets. They don't get the type of merchandise sales that other markets get. Uh, same with the uh, the owner of Cleveland Indians, which is the Dolan family. They're going to have to trade probably their best player and one of the best shortstops in the league, Francisco Lindor. Uh, down the line because they're not going to be able to pay him over $300 million that he's uh, asking for in a new contract. Um, I know the Reds spent some money this offseason with Castellanos. Uh, they got uh, Shoho from the Japanese League to play center field. 
they spent money on Mike Moustakis. Uh, so basically, the Reds are going to go for it this year. And then if they don't, I can see them making some trades in the offseason. This is Trevor Bowers last year. Uh, the big thing also with Major League Baseball agreeing to a 60-game season, those players who are in the last year of their contract, like Trevor Bauer, he's just an example, need to have a good year. So that way next year they can cash in for free agency. If not, they're going to either have to take less money on a multi-year deal, sign a one-year contract with another team. They're not going to command the big money that they were expecting. If they come out this year for those 60 games and have a bad year, if a player's slumping and it's the last year of his contract, it works better for the owners because they don't know they won't have to pay the player as much. So this deal favors the owners more than Major League Baseball players. The owners get more money out of this. The players are taking the biggest risk, of course, actually going on the field with COVID-19 going on. But they also take a risk of if they have a bad season. Uh, let's say a player has a team option. The team will most likely decline it, pay him less, or he'll go to another team. Uh, players that are in prove-it years, uh, like Trevor Bowers, one. Another one would be uh, Didi Gregorius, who's a shortstop. He signed a one-year contract in Philadelphia. Uh, so players that sign those one-year deals to basically get more money for 2021 really need to produce if they want to have the kind of dollar signs that they th thought they were going to get. But the 60 games, it'll go by quick. And in Major League Baseball, usually being 162, uh, it's cut even more in half in terms of total games to 60. Uh, there's teams that go into slumps, you know, you know, 10, 11 games where they're, you know, three and eight or three and seven. You can't have that in a 60 game season if you want to compete because there's only 60 games. So it's not like you can go into a huge slump and say, you know, I still got most of the season left. They'll be good. No, there's only 60 games to play until the playoffs start. So if you're slumping, you're pretty much screwed. If you're a team that's struggling, uh, you want to come out of the gates fast. That is the key to a 60-game season. You want to come out of the gates fast. You want to play well. Uh, gives your team a lot more confidence in a shortened season. Because if you come out of the gates and you're, you know, one and nine or two and eight or everything, you're basically done because the season's so short. And I think teams that come out of the gates really fast are going to have a really good chance to not only make the playoffs but to win the uh, World Series. Of course, you have the teams that ultimately have a bigger payroll, like the Dodgers and Yankees, that are always going to compete year in and year out uh, until Major League Baseball comes on with a salary cap. I think it'll always be those top markets that are going to be spending money, and then the lower markets, like the Marlins, the Reds, the, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, the Brewers, uh, they're not going to spend as much. Uh, Major League Baseball really needs to do a better job of implementing a salary cap so that way the smaller markets can compete with the larger markets. I think it's interesting with the 60-game season, the NL is going to have a DH and not have pitchers hit. I think that's good. Uh, I'm not a fan of watching pitchers hit. I would like to see an extra hitter in there. That way it allows the pitcher to focus just on pitching, not have to worry about you know doing two to three at-bats a game. Um, it saves their arm and their energy from running everything on the base path. So I think this actually helps. I think MLB needs to look at making the DH permanently in the National League and the American League for both uh, leagues. 
I think that'd be really good for Major League Baseball. It allows teams that have a good bench to be able to put one of those bench players in the DH spot and get three or four bats at them out of the game, uh, which is good. I think ultimately a lot of people who watch baseball don't want to see a pitcher hit. Uh, I'm not a fan of watching. I know that. But I thought that was interesting to see that. Another twist into the 60-game season is if a game goes into overtime, and by overtime I mean extra innings. Excuse me, I'm thinking basketball overtime. If it goes into extra innings, which is past the ninth inning and the game's still tied, the thing that baseball is going to implement for the 60-game season is at the very start of extra innings, the team that is up to the bat automatically gets a runner on second base. Uh, to start the extra innings. So it gives them a little bit of an advantage. And they're doing that so they can speed up the game. Uh, ultimately, if I'm a manager and it's extra innings, and I know I got a runner on second automatically, I automatically bunt that the first batter. So gets the guy over to third who was on second. And then pop fly, bam, gets that guy in, scores, you win the game. Um, I think that's the... One of the rules I thought was kind of interesting when you look at it, you know, Major League Baseball doesn't usually do it. Usually it's done in the minor leagues. Uh, but for Major League Baseball to implement that, it's kind of interesting to see for the 60-game season. Again, baseball starts the end of July. I think it's either the 23rd or 24th of July that the Major League season will get started. Of course, they need a couple weeks for spring training uh, to get the players in shape, get their arms stretched out. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I think... Uh, this is a big year for Major League Baseball with the collective bargaining agreement uh, next year, at the end of next year. I think the players, honestly, after the deal they got, uh, I think you're going to see a lockout in Major League Baseball so that the players get more out of it than they are. Uh, but ultimately, the 60 games is, is so key. You're either going to get a lot of fans watching because there's not a lot of sports going on, or you're, basically your TV ratings are going to tank because of the arguing going on between players and owners over money. But the the interesting part that I also thought was the fact that Major League Baseball is going to be competing at the same time with the NBA. Not only the NBA, you're going to have uh, NFL starting uh, preseason come August. Uh, the NFL has already said they're not pushing their season back, even though they canceled their um, game that they usually play in Canton, which was going to be the Steelers and Cowboys. They canceled that. Uh, but the NFL is going to have training camp going on at the same time as the Major League Baseball season and the NBA. Usually the NBA ends at the end of June, so baseball doesn't have to compete with them for the second half of the season. Uh, this one they will. So it's going to be interesting to see how the fans react to that, uh, what baseball TV ratings are going to be. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully the Reds compete, make the playoffs. Uh, for anybody that thinks that the champion won't count because it's only 60 games, most likely, uh, if you're saying that you don't think your team is going to compete or your team didn't win, and that's why you don't want it to get counted. Uh, but that's what I wanted to touch on. Um, I'm going to be on vacation uh, most of the next week. I'm going down to Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina. I'll be back Thursday nights, and we'll do another Good Guy Grant podcast next weekend. Everybody enjoy your weekend. And I hope everyone has a great day. Thanks.